0: Hello and welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen and I'm so glad you're here. I had a very different plan for this week for what I was going to do in the show, but uh, in all I'll be honest, yesterday I was going through Audible and I happened to see that there was an audiobook that I had my eye on um, that was available now and I bought it. And started listening to it this morning. And I have, it, it was like tunnel vision. I could not stop until I was done with that book. So, nine hours and 25 minutes. And the book is an audiobook. It's a memoir. You know, it's an audiobook, but it's a memoir. Uh, Tegan and Sarah uh, created their a band um, in the 90s, and they're from Canada. And uh, they're called Tegan and Sarah. And uh, they did their memoirs on high school. Very scary topic. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that, I'll be honest, I didn't know that I would get so drawn into this book. And uh, so I took the things that I had planned for today's show, and I'm shelving those for now. I think this is very fitting Considering that October um, is it, there's a national coming out day in October, and um, it is for this year it's Sunday October 11. So you know this one fits perfectly. Uh, when I was doing a little bit of research on their their memoir here, um, I had to chuckle because I found something on TikTok that. There, there's these videos going around like if you know all the words to this song, we know how old you are. And they've got Melissa Etheridge and the Indigo Girls, which means that you know if you're um, if you know all of those songs then then you are my age. And then there's like Anita Franco, um, Tegan and Sarah, uh, not sure who else would be in that group. They're, they're the group under me, the age group under me. And then now there's some new folks, some red, uh, red something. I can't remember. And so she's a new, um, a new artist for the new generation. Um, and so it's really, it's really very interesting to see these generational, uh, groups coming out and how people react to them. But anyway, long story short, um, it just, it made me smile because it was dead on. And I listened to so much Melissa Etheridge and Indigo Girls when I was growing up. When, um, And I say growing up, meaning college, because that was the age that I was. I found Melissa Etheridge maybe in high school, I think, really fell in love with her music and her style. And um, discovered Indigo Girls a little bit later when I was in the Army, we um, we were on leave, and a, a group of us went to go see the Indigo Girls, and that was amazing. I got to do a photo shoot with the Indigo Girls in 2000, I don't even remember what year, but um, they were here in Milwaukee for uh, Summerfest, and I was taking photos for a local gay magazine, and the publisher had asked me to go get photos, and I got... Cindy Lauper, Natasha Benningfield, and the Indigo Girls. It was a lot of fun. I have some great photos. I was really new at photography at the time. So, you know, if only I could go back and, and do this a little bit different, but I got to go behind, you know, on stage um, before the shows and watch the artists getting ready and, and see them in their elements. So that was pretty cool. But anyway, this so this memoir is entitled High School. And just the title of high school um, terrifies me. You could not pay me to go back to high school. Not that high school was awful for me. I was I wasn't one of the popular kids I wanted to be. I tried really hard. I really, really wanted to be, but I wasn't. I was friends with all of them. And um, I was a jock, so that's how. That's why I was, was friends with the popular kids, because I was, um, I was so involved in sports with so many of them. And the, the group of friends that I hung out with, we were really tight. We were, you know, a, an eclectic group, and it was fine. Um, I survived high school. I did not have, you know, I don't have horrible memories um, of being beaten up or, um, certainly I was not out. So nobody knew. And I think it would have been harder had I figured things out earlier in my life. And I had started to put it together in high school, but there's no way I would have told anyone. And, um, the funny thing is now in my forties, one of my friends that I used to hang out with in high school, we were best friends. And, um, she recently came out to me, which blew me out of the water. I was not, I was not expecting that at all. Um, when you grow up in a very right wing, conservative, religious pocket, it's just not something that, that you talk about. It's not acceptable. Um, and certainly you wouldn't have one of them living by you or going to school with you or anything. So Getting back to the book, um, Tegan and Sarah, they're Canadian, like I said, um, considered kind of indie rock, a little bit of pop. Uh, They collaborate now, I think, more than anything. They have a couple of super catchy songs, and uh, they are twins with amazing jawlines. I'll just put that out there for the record. Yowza. Uh, Seriously, like these cut jawlines that are just amazing. But anyway, so this... It, this uh, book contains some very frank discussions on drugs, sex, sexual orientation, and high school, which I think should come with its own disclaimer. Tegan and Sarah are about my age. They're a couple of years younger. They just turned 40. And so the the stories that they share, the music that they lived, the the way that they grew up or the time that they grew up, is what I can relate to because I was just a couple of years ahead of them. So it's very familiar that world is very familiar to me. Um you know they they share some of their same uh, insecurities, the mental anguishes of being a teen girl. Uh, I was right there with them. So much we're we're like soul sisters, which I suppose isn't a great phrase since they are sisters. So you know, but I I can completely Understand. And I've been a fan of Tegan and Sarah for a little while. I will admit, I came to them via Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) So I actually have an entire show that I'm putting together all about the different music that I've been exposed to through Grey's Anatomy. Now, I, I must also say Grey's Anatomy seasons one through maybe. Nine ten ish. I haven't watched anything. Nothing new. I, they they jumped the shark long ago, and they're repeating what ER did better twenty years ago. So I've I've gone away from that. But the one thing Grey's did, especially in the early years, really well is music. And I found Tegan and Sarah through Grey's Anatomy. Um, Where does the good go? Uh, is the song that was the first one I was ever exposed to. Um, And it was one of those things that I was like, oh, what is that snappy, snappy little tune? And I need to, I need to hear that again. And so, you know, you Shazam and it comes up Tegan and Sarah and I thought, oh, okay, that's never heard of them. And then I heard Closer and that's another one. Uh, I sing and dance in my car. I am a professional in my car like that. So I jam to those two songs a lot. And I do like a lot of their other music. It is, uh, there's a little bit of pop in there. There's some indie, there's some grungy, kind of take everything that I loved about the 90s and roll it up. The other thing that I really like about this audiobook is they they put in clips of them when they were younger so the girls did not pick up a guitar until i think they were 15 and you can hear how how rough and how raw they were when they first started um you can hear nirvana which was a big influence for them back then and you it's just it's so clear like they all sound similar um until they found their song and their their sound. Um but so it's it's like in a way you get an audiobook with an album kind of pieced in, and maybe that's the actual idea for the audiobook. Uh the audiobook is also narrated by Tegan and Sarah. Uh so they're each telling stories from the same period in time and sometimes they're from different perspectives of what was happening. Um and, you know, it's very interesting to see that from two different perspectives. But also, I love it when an author has the courage to read their own book, um, especially when it's autobiographical. Autobi- biographical. There we go. Um, I'll probably cut that one out. But, you know, you you get a better sense of the story that they're trying to tell when it's them telling their story. I think there's certain inflections and things that there's certain emotions that come out when somebody is sharing a story that's so personal to them because they wrote it that you can't get from somebody else that's reading your words. A big part in this, in this book is, um, how their, their relationships with their friends, um, Being someone that was closeted for the first 23 years of my life, we'll say, um, I can relate to this so incredibly. Um, I didn't know what it was back then. And I think that's what they do a really good job of describing for you, is there are feelings and things that you have towards other people when you're growing up. Some people feel that way towards a boy. Some people feel that way towards a girl, whether it's a girl feeling that way towards a girl or a boy or vice versa. And society tells us that it should be a certain way. Uh, When you grow up in an ultra conservative right wing area, there is no other way. It's one way and that is it. And so I can really resonate with the struggles that they had, how They felt something for their friends and they would, you know, they would talk about their best friend and they were very passionate about it. But underlying it was more than that. And that's what I can relate to. Um, You know, but the one thing that I think was very interesting for the most part, they grew up with very accepting family members, friends. Uh, You could tell that the time and the location, Um, and just who their families were, that this was not going to be life-altering for them in that regard. Um, And so that was very, it was really nice to see supportive. Um, There's a lot of discussion, especially early on in the book, about drug use. Uh, So for someone like me that grew up really conservative, um, not to say I did not know people that were doing drugs, um, just hearing it talked about and just so openly is very, um, very different. And they, you know, they had, they had some experiences, they had some um, situations, things that happened to them as a result of their usage, or maybe in the, the events that happened during their usage. But overall they, they seemed like they were pretty good kids. You know, they're, their biggest crime as kids was sneaking out, doing drugs, really. Um, There's also, like I had said earlier, a lot of discussion about sex. Um, Again, makes me very squirmy because of how I grew up. It's just not something you talk about. Even today, it's not something you talk about. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's still written in a way that you I think are pulled back into that time where you remember, oh gosh, that's what that felt like to get those butterflies, and your, you know, your heart was running a mile an hour, and you know, just the crazy feelings that you feel when you're falling in love, when you have a crush, when your heart is broken. Um, the difference is, these ladies were able to turn this into something. They had a gift that they were born with, and they didn't know what it was yet. They didn't discover it, and. I think I'm always maybe jealous in a way for people that discover this meaning in their life, this thing that they were born to do that, whether they know it immediately, they discover it in their teens, their early twenties, but they find that thing that's, that's ultimately their plan. That's what they were supposed to do. And, you know, I'm 43 years old and I'm still waiting for that thing. I don't know what that thing is. Um, and you know so it's i love these stories about people finding that thing and using that gift and um to follow along in their journey to hear how they started strumming on the guitar and sneaking it out and um, eventually you know they were caught because um, the guitar was their stepdad's and they were caught one day but it wasn't caught like you're in trouble it was caught like a, oh my gosh look at what they've discovered look at listen to what they're doing with this um you know but you can really relate to some of the stories or when I say you can relate I mean me um I can relate to these intense friendships with girls you know when I was younger I had no idea what that was um I didn't know what to call it looking back on it now with life experience now I can look back and be like oh yeah you totally had a crush on that person, but I didn't know what to call it back then. There wasn't anybody around me to look at to say, oh, that's what that is, or this is, you know, this is what this means. And I admire how open they are and free within a certain boundary. So, you know, they have the experience of being 40 years old and looking back on this and saying, you know, this is the experience I was having, but they couldn't really talk to each other. They couldn't talk to their parents necessarily. And so they each have their own journey, which is the other thing that I like. Um, it it wasn't like you... Uh, just happen upon this perfect story of these twins who happen to be amazingly talented. They're also both gay. They never had a problem, never had a fight. You know, it's all happy rainbows, puppies and kittens. That's not the story that they are here to tell. They're here to tell their story, um, which included a lot of fighting, a lot of anger, uh, fighting amongst each other until they discovered their talent and they were able to start channeling it together. And, you know, for a lot of a lot of artists, I think that's kind of normal. Um, it seems to be the norm, at least where they've they've got this talent and they're not quite sure how to use it, and it comes out in different ways, destructive ways sometimes, um, until they start dialing it in. And so this book shows you how they really start dialing it in. And I like that we go full service um, or full circle, not full service, but we go uh, full circle. To starting their talent and at the end of the book we you know we get to hear a little bit about how they signed their record their mom wouldn't let them sign until they were 18 and that's pretty significant they were in control of their career and their future from there um, they've been doing this a long time now and so I, I enjoy a good story they had uh, some amazing little stories in there but boy, does it bring you back to high school. Um, just the, I'm going to high school, pit of your stomach, nervous energy. Who do I know? Who will my friends be? Somebody changed over the summer. Now they're dating this person. They hate this person. Who do I eat lunch with? All of those kind of things. All of those anxieties. And, um, you know, for me, I think grow, going to a Christian school I'm not used to people talking like this and talking about things that they did like this. And I, I knew people that were doing all of it, but we never talked about it. That was, you know, you may be whispered about, Oh, psh, psh, you know, but you never actually talked about doing this stuff. Um, Tegan and Sarah uh, also have a lot of uh, fun Instagram. They have a um, due to the pandemic Uh, Sarah came out because she has a garden with, um, a little Instagram called, uh, where does the good grow? And (laughs) so it's just kind of cute. You get to see, you get to see her garden and what she's working on and, you know, things that she's taken up during the pandemic, um, and usually narrated by Tegan. So it's a split screen and, and it just has me in stitches. They're, they're actually really amusing together and, and I like their banter just naturally, um, you know, these are, these are two women that I think, man, I wish they lived here in Madison because I would, I would call them up and say, Hey, come on over. Let's talk on my podcast. Let's chat about this because I think we shared a lot of the same experiences and I want to talk to other people like that. And, um, it would just be a lot of fun. So Tegan and Sarah, if you ever hear this, give me a call. But, uh, anyway, this was a great, quick listen, like I said, nine hours, 25 minutes. I did it in a day. Um, I may not have done anything else today, but I at least did that. And it was, it was a good use of time. I really enjoyed it. I went back down that trip to high school. Um, and you know, so I congratulate them on giving the reader or, uh, the person listening such a visceral experience. Um, of going back to high school where you could really feel that anxiety and some of the struggles that they had about who they were and what they wanted to do. Um, You know, and I also think that for people in their position to be able to use their platform, to use their voice, to stand up for those that can't, I think is very important. Uh, So definitely go check them out, go check out their podcast, where does the good grow if you're interested in gardening um but other than that that's really all i'm going to leave you with today i think uh you know like i said this was a this was a quick one go pick it up um i will find another time to get some of the other things that i had prepared um i was uh, i'm looking at uh, league of the Ron. i had recorded that one but it ended up being like an hour and a half so i figured we need to trim that up a little bit or re-record it most likely in my case um and then i also talked um i had another one ready to go on something and i can't remember what it is but go check out high school by tegan and sarah and that's all that we have for our episode today make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you never miss out And head on over to Instagram and say hello and make sure to give us a like. Have a good day and be well.